Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rockos and I'm the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. Today's podcast is going to be all about getting your kids back to school. And I am here with fitness coach Lois Manzella Marchito, who is the managing director of Fitness Coaching LLC. And she's here to brainstorm with me of the best tips for getting your kids back to school healthy, happy, and successful. So Lois, I'd like you to tell us, tell our my listeners about yourself and what your goals and objectives are at for Fitness Coaching LLC. Sure, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. And as Laura mentioned, Fitness Coaching, we're a traveling personal training service. So we come right to someone's front door, knocking as early as 4.30 in the morning, sometimes as late as 10 o'clock at night. I send one of my 14 experts in fitness. So we have people that have degrees in exercise sci, exercise physiology, kinesiology, and health and wellness. So we can come out and deliver a little bit more hope. So how do they find you? A lot of the ways people find us are through our network, through other clients, and of course on the internet. So our website is www.fitnesscoaching llc.com and we also have a facebook page which is the same handle at fitness coaching llc and we have an instagram and also a a twitter so you can follow us on any of those channels but we love helping people that are post rehab we love helping new moms and dads get into good physical shape and feeling good about themselves inside and out are you working with any families Yeah, I do. I work with a lot of families, including my own. I am a mother of twins. I have two six-year-olds, so I'm in the thick of it with back to school. And uh, my kids are going into into first grade. They just finished kindergarten last year. So it's really exciting, and it's an exciting time and scary a little bit because I hear there's a lot more homework. So what, are you, uh, so what are your plans to get your own kids back to school on time? By the way, I, I, I really am bonding with Lois because as everybody knows, I am a twin. So, <laughs> so what are you doing to get your, what's the first thing that you're going to do with your kids just to get the routine going? Well, we started the routine actually a couple weeks ago. My kids, we decided to put them into summer camp for the first time this year where they're going every day. And the routine of summer camp has been really helpful because it's getting them to bed on time. You know, sleep, oh my gosh, is very important. And getting a good breakfast in their bellies and getting them off. And because summer camp is so interactive, it gives them a good amount of exercise and activity. So when they come home, they just, they're tired and I feel like that's it's really great way to get them ready to roll back, I could not back ag- to school. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. So uh, just to, to throw some a little uh, technical information in there, the reason why this is so important to get your kids to go to the bed, to go to bed at the same time every night, I was just explaining this to Lois, that you have a master clock gene mm-hmm. that regulates your circadian rhythm the times that you get up and the times that you fall asleep. So you have a master clock gene. And if you get into the bad habit of going to bed at a different time every night and not eating at the same time every day, that is gonna disrupt your circadian rhythm. All of your organs 
have mini clock genes, right? So all your mini clock genes in your organs need to be synchronized so that the master clock gene can tell your body to, to when, when to fall asleep and when to wake up. So not going to bed at the same time every night and eating, eating your meals all at different times of the day or grazing all day long will disrupt that clock gene. So uh, really, really great practice to so Lois is sending her kids to summer camp, makes them tired. I cannot say what a great thing that is. And even if you're not going to summer camp, just make sure your kids are getting outside and running around and not staying indoors and playing on their electronic devices. Totally true. So um, Lois, what kinds of, so we see what your kids are doing. What kinds of exercises do you think or what kinds of activities should kids that are going back to school let's say grades kindergarten through 12th grade what should they be doing to make sure that they feel fit and and ready to to work you know the american heart association recommends 150 minutes of activity a week for all people my personal philosophy is if you're exercising the majority of the days of the week you're pretty good now it depends on the school district where your kids go to school um, whether they go to private school public school if they're in elementary school versus high school what kind of activity they're, they're getting at school but in this district where my kids go they get physical education sadly only once a week and they get recess every day and the usually the kindergartners first grade kids usually run around quite a bit but as the kids get older and they have devices that they have the ability to use during recess it limits the amount of movement that they're doing so we're sadly seeing a little bit of um, an upswing again with the obesity crisis, but which has to do with nutrition, you know this, but it also has to do with the amount of physical activity they're getting. So I say if you have the ability to, even if you don't have the uh, financial ability to put your kids into different activities every day, which is very hard for many of us, um, finding time that you have the, the ability to even just take them to the park or take them for a walk or play tag or hide and go seek. I know that's a little bit harder when your kids get a little bit older, mm. but you can set up obstacle courses. I have one. Oh, I actually, what, what, what do you think so of this? <laughs> what do you think of this for older kids, like playing ping pong in your basement? Yeah, ping pong play. ball or, yes. you know, touch football. So I, I know I should have asked you this sooner, yeah. but like, do you are you thinking about or do you have any programs where you all actually send your staff to people's homes to just do family exercise absolutely we have a handful of families right now i had a, cu a customer call me not that long ago maybe like four or five months ago and said hey lois you know you've been working with my husband and i for a while um my daughter all of a sudden has become very sedentary she decided she doesn't want to do sports um she's kind of a little bit of an introvert and she's going into high school and just feels super self-conscious because her older sister, super fit, super active in so many different sports, but she's just not that type of kid. What do you think we can do? And I said, well, I said, what we could do is we can come in. I, so what wound up happening, long story short, is we came in and we invited the daughter to come in. And now not only is her confidence better, but she's moving better. And what I've noticed is the postural changes, how she's sitting, 
how she's standing, how she's carrying herself has shifted because now not only does she just feel more confident in general, but her body is working properly. That sounds amazing. And I did not know that obesity is back on the upswing again. I thought it had stabilized. So that's really scary. So I just read an article actually that showed that the next generation isn't going to outlive their parents. And that freaks me out. Yeah, nor make as much money as their parents. So definitely very concerning. And your ability to discipline yourself to 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 be healthy really reflects the quality of the economic quality of life that you'll have as Mm -hmm. an adult yeah so one thing that I definitely would like to chime in with is the importance of breakfast so we've been talking about the importance of movement and exercise I am very concerned about um, what kids are eating in the morning totally Um, definitely appalled to see kids going off without breakfast at all and then when they get there if they are getting breakfast in school they're making the most unhealthy choices so if you follow me you know that I have a webinar that I've done from time to time on feeding your teens and tweens. And in this webinar, I talk about some healthy breakfasts that don't really take that long to prepare. But you do need, if you're the parent or if you're a a, a teenager, you really should start making at least 10 minutes to prepare a healthy breakfast. And I'm not averse to recommending cereal, although if you follow me, you know that my favorite cereal is oatmeal. I was at a meeting over the weekend. I had the best oatmeal of my life. It was nothing more than steel-cut oats, but they just happened to be cooked really well. But try to get your kids to have oatmeal. If they don't really like oatmeal, things that I do to make it tasty is that I'll cut up an apple. So while I'm boiling the oatmeal, or for those of you who follow me know that I only um, I only promote uh, steel-cut oats or rolled oats. Definitely not instant oatmeal in my repertoire. But take an apple, cut it up, and while you're boiling the oatmeal, boil the apple right into the oatmeal. And when you're done, you can throw in some cinnamon, which makes everything taste good as far as I'm concerned. If the fall is coming, I throw in a little dollop of pumpkin, and then Ooh, a little just nutmeg the, would be good. A little too, nutmeg, a little, and then little ginger. Mm. Yep, and then just just for the just for the kids, not usually for the adults. If the kids are still complaining that it's not sweet enough, you can throw in some a little bit of honey or some maple syrup. All right, and then of course there's eggs. You know, uh, for you for those of you who are not vegetarian, Lois was asking me if I am a vegetarian. Um, I am a mixed meal eating eater, so I eat a little bit of everything, but meat sparingly. So eggs. Uh, the reason why I like eggs is because of the choline. Choline mm-hmm. are very is like a brain I love food. Eggs in the morning. Right. That's yes. my favorite. Right. But if you're not an egg eater, you can scramble tofu. So okay. Um, eggs, to- the soft. There's two kinds of tofu: soft and firm, and the soft. tofu scrambles up very well and I always use eggs as an excuse to hide some vegetables so throw in some peppers and some spinach maybe some onions maybe a little broccoli all those things can go into your scrambled eggs or scrambled tofu Um, have any Lois do you have any bright ideas for breakfast for your own kids I make what I love and I coined the phrase eggy pizza and it's actually based on my family. They call they call in Italian um, they call it frosha, and it's the Sicilian dish that is basically all vegetables and pretty much you can throw anything in there that you could possibly want. I actually have a video on it if you want me to share it. Um, I could send you the link, but it of of how I make mine. But I usually put in anything from bro whatever the vegetable I had the night before, leftover broccoli, cauliflower, 
um, string beans works really good, like some sauteed onion, and then I pour scrambled, you know, eggs on top of it uh, while it before you actually cook to them. me that sounds like a quiche without the crust so that Amazing. sounds awesome right? it's so yes. good i put a little parmesan cheese on it because that's what my family likes um you know a nice a nice hearty hearty cheese a little bit if you can do dairy um and it's so good i put some hot sauce on mine my kids use a little ketchup um the real ketchup without any sugar in it um <laughs> but oh, oh just ketchup just makes a really good ketchup that has no sugar in oh, it. oh okay yeah so just that brand i like that yeah. brand and also we are huge you know hot sauce I fans oh we have friends that are bona fide cajuns they live in louisiana Ooh. and they took us to new Iberia. well they live in new iberia and that is where they make tabasco sauce Ooh. so we went on a, we on a tour this morning we had, we had a tour of the of the Tabasco um, t uh, campus there, and we were hooked after that. We we go we go through so much Tabasco sauce, and Tabasco sauce is a part of my meal plan. Actually, it's one of the seasonings that you're allowed to have. I think I think it's great because it provides you a little bit of heat. You can the more heat you want, the more the more you put on it. But I can't eat eggs without without. Right. Well, the capsaicin um, yeah, uh, stimulates you. a vanilloid receptor, huh. which uh, reduces pain. So that's actually a bona fide therapeutic uh, area of interest for anybody that's studying pain. But some other breakfast awesome. areas are uh, like avocado toast, and the avocado actually is something that, that can too. alleviate the heat if you put too much Tabasco sauce on your eggs. But avocado <laughs> toast, right? And and when when it comes to toast, I'm all about the Ezekiel toast. It's a sprouted grain. All right, but if you're do just doing bread, look for a, a bread that's called whole grain, not whole wheat. Whole wheat is nothing more than white bread with some uh, coloring, yeah. and maybe they'll throw in a, a little bit of bran, but it's a, just processed bread. So look for the Ezekiel toast or whole grain um, bread. And I'm not averse to recommending protein shakes. I had a protein shake myself for breakfast this morning. It was super yummy with some some fruit that was going to have some, uh, which was ha had some better days three days ago. <laughs> but it was just fine. I put a plum in my my protein shake. And if you're, if you'd like to, to pick my brain on brands that I approve, I do have another webinar called Deconstructing Protein Shakes and Protein Bars. Yep. Uh, you can look on my website, eaglerock.com, E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, and you can segue to some of the products that I recommend for my patients. So uh, any other thoughts on breakfast, Lois, before we get on to lunch? Uh, I, just, I just say eat it. Make sure you do. Oh, yep. <laughs> I, I couldn't, really. have, couldn't have said it better as, myself. As, sim as simple as it is, it, it is, it is breaking the fast I know there's a lot of different philosophies out there. Um, however, my personal opinion is that in order to get your engine rolling for your day, you need to put fuel in it. Period. And you will find yeah. that if you eat breakfast, you yeah. will find that you are less hungry at night. I promise you that having breakfast is going to be a great strategy for just making you, you feel better and you will have better body composition. I don't really want to talk about body composition as it relates to kids today, but I, you know, for the parents out there, if you have breakfast, I promise you that you will have better energy throughout the day and better body composition. Yeah, and the don't kids, just live on coffee. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know and, so many people that will just say, oh, isn't a cup of coffee with creamer in it good? enough I'm like well you know if you like coffee and you enjoy it and something okay in in moderation in balance okay fine but 
it's not the, really the coffee so much what you put in it that makes a big difference but that shouldn't be your that shouldn't be your breakfast and your mid-morning uh, you know, I heard a great lecture the other day from this gal. Her na- name is Tony. She does. She has a website called Tips with Tony. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. Yeah. And you know, here I am with the PhD in food science, and here's this like young gal telling me about coffee. But she said the greatest thing. She said, you know, coffee is an appetite suppressant. So you, you drink your coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon, suppresses your appetite. You know, you, you drank the coffee because you missed you missed lunch because you were working too much, and now you drink the coffee at two o'clock. You don't eat anything you get home at six o'clock seven o'clock you're so hungry you have a party all night long and that's what coffee and then does. you go to sleep <laughs> right after eating Good. all that food it's brilliant I'm right <laughs> so don't let, them, don't let your kids do that but uh, moving on to lunch you know yeah. as far as lunches like if you uh, listen to my webinar lunches i'm all about wraps and anything can be a wrap you can use you could use kale as a wrap you could eat, use swiss chard you know the kids might like it because it's really cool it's got red veins in it so and it looks sweet really interesting if it's fresh. yes yeah. right uh, or you could use a whole wheat wrap i just want you to know though some tortillas are very high in sodium so just check the sodium content if you are buying tortillas but you could put anything in a wrap you can put quinoa in a wrap you could put turkey in a wrap tuna avocado you could put salad in a wrap any kind of salad you know a you know, a, a cob salad, a, you know, make guacamole with carrots and put that in a wrap, uh, you know, peanut butter in a wrap, anything, right? So it's just so, so useful and kids will really like that. But if you're um, trying, I'm trying to get the kids to like not be so um committed to, to sandwiches all the time on white bread mm-hmm. right so we're doing the wraps and you could also just let them have finger food for lunch mm-hmm. just take three containers and maybe put some salsa some guacamole some sour cream and tortilla chips and the tortilla chips that i've been really fixated on are these bonitos because they're them. made out of beans just I four ingredients beans sunflower they're very oil. hard to stop eating yep, though so just no. kind of note to self make sure you t- count out a serving with your hand or whatever and put it in a bowl and don't eat out of the yeah cup. well i like coffee <laughs> right? but that, uh, I'm, I'm all in i'm all in on that the problem with lunches is that uh, most of the kids get the school lunch and mm-hmm. while all there's uh, while there's mm-hmm. always a healthy choice children are not likely to make a healthy choice so in order to make sure that your children are making healthy choices and picking vegetables they are crowding out by eating their fruits and vegetables before they eat anything else if you want to get them into that habit you have to start giving them fruits and vegetables as early as they could possibly tolerate that Mm -hmm. I just listened to a great lecture I met the world-renowned pediatrician Dr. Bill Sears on Saturday he was absolutely adorable I get to meet with him several times a year he's always chock full of information and he was showing us how you take your baby before they're even a year old and you know Dr. Sears is a big proponent are fruit and vegetable powders so powders made from fruits and vegetables and he was taking the 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 vegetable powder and putting it on the baby's tongue so the earlier you get your kids to eat fruits and vegetables the better the more likely they'll be um, eating them so Lois tell me about your twins and and whether they like fruits and vegetables Mm. what are some of their favorites everyone asks me Lois how do you get your kids to eat fruits and veg and I was like well I said I give it to them and well what if they don't eat it I I give it to them again and they keep getting it until eventually they either try it 
or they try it and they don't then they love it or they hate it and that's fine I'm, I'm okay with it um that's the one thing on their plate that they always have to finish the portion of vegetables that I give them everything else I'm like okay if you're full you can be done um you don't have to eat anymore but the veggies and or the fruit that most of the time is vegetables especially with meals um usually I do fruit with snacks but um I, I just I say I say that if you give it to them you'll they'll they'll try it eventually just out of force of habit it's there if you're going mmm this is delicious they're gonna say mmm this is delicious so lead by example and don't tell them to eat it and you not eat it you have to try it too there's lots of different inventive ways of trying different fruits and veg but um and and follow Laura. I mean, she has great different five-minute ideas for dinners and that kind of thing where you can just mishmash a whole bunch of things together whether you enjoy cooking or not. And I love the pre-pack. The pre-packaged vegetables, it, I don't know where you shop, whether it's ShopRite if you're in New Jersey or Wegmans, they all have these great prepared, like everything's chopped for you. You literally just have to heat and eat. It's so easy. Season it a little bit. Magic. It's so Pesto. easy. Oh my gosh, yeah. Organic frozen fruits and vegetables. And by the way, the uh, food scientist in me Some needs... Some of them actually have fresh, too. Right, yeah. right. The food scientist in, in me needs to remind you all that frozen fruits and vegetables are just as nu nutrient-dense, if not more, than fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Right? So don't, don't pain yourself to constantly be getting fresh all the time. Although, if you come into the office, uh, we have a garden in the office. I'm going to really uh, inspire you to eat fresh fruits and vegetables. Just grow your own. When children grow their own fruits and vegetables, they're more likely to eat it because yep. they have a vested interest in it. And like Lois said, um, if you go to the website um, and and look f at the podcast, you'll see that I have that webinar on feeding your tween uh, teens and tweens. And in there is um, a discussion on five-minute dinners nutritionists eat. Um, I'm not going to go into that in detail now because we're coming to the end of this podcast, but the five-minute dinners are no more than three-ingredient dinners. So definitely look for that. And I guess we should just end on, on a discussion about bedtime and what are some best practices to get your kids to go to bed at the same time every night. So Lois, what are your, what are your tricks? Well, you know what? I'm not perfect. Um, I, think, I think owning that first is probably the best tip I can give to people is that if you get off, if you get off of the routine, it's okay. It happens. There should be some balance. Um, but when it comes to the, the end of the day, it should be quiet time. That electronics are problems for a lot of things, including posture. Uh, but they shouldn't belong in the bedroom at all. Like people that have televisions in their bedroom that allow the kids to have devices in the bedroom, don't my suggestion is avoid avoid devices in the bedroom and you know a friend of mine said it's for two things for adults um and really one thing for kids when you know the for rest she says rest and romance if you're an adult and for kids <laughs> it should be rest so that goes for adults too trying you know avoiding avoiding using the devices at the end of the day is really helpful try not to exercise too within like an hour of bedtime i you know because you actually it makes it harder to go to sleep if you've exercised within an hour of bedtime so try to avoid that and keep the devices out of the room because the light 
just the light affects your ability to produce melatonin absolutely so technically it's all about so as a parent you want to teach your child to make their own melatonin on their own melatonin is the hormone that makes you fall asleep the minute the light from any device a window tv any any light that hits your retina will make the amount of melatonin go down yep. all right so if your child does has a really hard time falling asleep then you should try darkening their room make sure you're using room darkening shades get all the light out get all the, the electronics out of the room and certainly no tv that's one thing that my family does not have we do not even in my bedroom we do not have tvs in our bedroom mm -hmm. right the other thing that you may want to try is that the temperature of the room you want the bedroom to be a little bit on the cool side not on the warm side and maybe even um, a weighted a weighted blanket so some children are using weighted blankets mm -hmm. have you heard of that my daughter who's and, a school and teacher weighted, weighted that. little friends yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah to give them a little sense of security and oh, do you know where to get one of those um, you know where I just saw one? In Target, actually. Target had them. Um, I just was there with my son the other day, and he's like, oh, mommy, look at this. I was like, oh, you have one already. But it's this heavy. It's basically a bean bag, but it's, they're full of the, yeah. these beans. Just make sure where you're getting it has the fill in it is something that's a healthy thing because they're going to be breathing it. So you want to make sure that wherever it's being made is being made in a place where you trust What's going in it is a th something that's okay to breathe in. So okay, Lois. Yeah. Well, thank you so You're much. Welcome. It was a pleasure having you on My e Ray with Laura podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast at the website eaglerock.com, e-g-g-l-r-o-c-k.com. Uh, but uh, Lois will also have the link and will be shared on her website, which yeah. is called www.fitnesscoaching.com. Um, excuse me, I just forgot the end of my website. Fitnesscoachingllc.com. So again, fitnesscoachingllc.com. Yeah, but you're so lucky that you named your business something that everybody recognizes. And knows <laughs> how to spell, not like me, having to spell Eagle Rock all the time. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today, and I hope that our guidance will help you get your kids back to school healthy, happy, and refreshed. Take care.